Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Joe and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Or maybe you're just grinding your teeth because you got to get up and get at them. Again, shake of the day, baby. It's farm show time on Wax. And you just heard me talking, too, about the uh, holiday vacations wax farm tour down to Central America, Costa Rica, and Panama next March. It's filling up. So if you're thinking about going, you know, have that discussion that you need to have. and uh, Or you can call holiday vacations and reserve a couple of seats and then have the discussion to make your final decision. And then... Let Holiday know that, yeah, it'll work, or no, it won't work. We'd love to have you along, because I guarantee you'll see things and hear some sounds from animals you've never heard before. So uh, it's uh, quite a place to go. Unbelievable. So hope to have you along in March as we go to Costa Rica and Panama. Well, a little foggy out there in some places this morning over in central Wisconsin, Green Bay, down in Madison, so east and south of here, a little fog. I don't think it's real thick. But we don't have a lot of breeze to blow it out of here either, so I might hang around a while. But just be careful if you're out driving around in the area. 
Beef Expo going on, Dairy Expo, the grounds down at uh, the Align Energy Center is starting to fill up with cattle. Stick cattle started coming in already on Wednesday. So, again, lots going on around the world of livestock in Wisconsin. State Fair Park in West Dallas for the Beef Expo, Align Energy Center in Madison for World Dairy Expo. And they'll start, they started judging at Beef Expo already yesterday. They'll start tomorrow. Officially, it doesn't start till August or till October 1st, but uh, tomorrow, September 30th, they'll do uh, some of the youth fitting and youth showmanship competition. So that's always a, that's always a good thing. And the kids, young people, will have center stage for their judging down there at Dairy Expo. USDA report comes out today. The grain stock report uh, that should be pretty accurate because this is a chance where they talk to a lot of farmers around the country about. What's going on as far as our crops are concerned? We'll look at the calendar. Brent Wink will be here. Brent, of course, uh, always with us on a Friday during the planting, growing, and harvesting season as we're pretty much into that last area, the harvesting season, on our Winfield United uh, Land O'Lakes Covering the Crops program with Brent. Jill is off today, by the way. She's processing more cattle, so as Brent drives in, he doesn't have to squirm around in his seat very long thinking about what's being done to process those calves. So Brent will be along. Also, a farm bill, you know, it's supposed to be done by the new farm bill, it's supposed to be done by the end of September. We're at the end of September, and we have no farm bill, and we're not going to have a farm bill by the end of September, not even close. Will we get one by the end of the year? Well, that's up in the air, too. So, again, that's uh, something we're looking at. Also, something on the horizon we're looking at. We're going to have a government shutdown. Don't have a bill yet to keep it open, so we'll see. Man, there's a lot of things to do. Also, uh, so a lot of people have a lot of work to do, <laughs> including Matt LaFleur, the coach of the Green Bay Packers, because what a, I didn't watch it last night, but uh, listening to it and seeing the reports on Sports Center and all that stuff, they didn't play very good. They got just out tough. Detroit smacks them in the mouth every game, and they just run over the Packers. They just they ought to be they ought to be ashamed of themselves the way they just don't show up. They just get run over every time they play Detroit here. The last four or five games, that's four games in a row they lost to the Detroit Lions. Nobody loses to the Detroit Lions four games in a row, but the Packers have now, so not a good trend in Packerland. And uh, we'll take a look at the weather, and, well, we got a lot of things to do this morning as we take a look at what's going on in the world of agriculture. Also, the Renewable Fuels Association has had uh, their elections, and uh, Wisconsin Man will head the Biofuels, the Renewable Fuels Association, Eric Hushett, from down in Monroe, Badger State Ethanol, and he's been there since January of 2002. Eric is also currently president of the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. He's also spent years on the board of the Wisconsin Agribusiness Association. So again, he has a a lot of involvement in uh, agriculture and obviously the head of Badger State Ethanol down there in Monroe, but he will take over now as president of the Renewable Fuels Association. So that's a good thing. We've got uh, some awfully good plants in Wisconsin here, and we hope uh, Eric, and we know Eric, will do a good job. We'll look at the calendar of events, too. We'll give you more of a schedule of the judging at World Dairy Expo, as we said. 
It will start actually officially start tomorrow. We said for the youth, but uh, Sunday, twelve thirty, the International Junior Holstein Show, and then at seven o'clock in the evening, the World Airshire Event Sale will take place in the Sale Pavilion, and then Monday. We'll get started 7 o'clock on Monday morning. The International Jersey Show with the Heifers. Guernsey Show will start at noon. Ayrshire Show at 2 o'clock on Monday. So it will be full speed ahead, really and truly, starting tomorrow at World Area Expo. So lots of things going on here in the world of agriculture. And we're going to get you caught up on, uh, well, much as we can in the time we have together this morning. And we do have some time together, and that's a good thing. Suppose we should start with the weather because, as we said, there's a little fog out there, and we'll catch you up on the weather. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, give you a little tip. You log in there at Wax and watch that travel show. You get a few bucks off on the cost of the trip, so it's worth it to do that as well. So, again, come on along next March. 13 First Alert Weather here on Wax, brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Save up to $4,300 right now on select 2023 Wrangler Rubicon models at Chilson.com. Partly cloudy, about 76, 77 today. It'll be down to 57 tonight. Now, I looked at their forecast over at Skywarn 13, or 13 First Alert Weather, I should say, and they do say there's little chance of rain tomorrow. We'll check with Mike Dandry a little later on, see how much of a chance that is. But it's going to be warm, about 81, 86 on Sunday, 83 on Monday, 81 on Tuesday under part of the cloudy skies. Then it's going to cool off from 81 on Tuesday to about 69 with a chance of rain on Wednesday. So plan your harvesting schedule accordingly. I'm not sure how hard that rain's going to be, but again, we'll check in with Mike Dandry a little bit later on. Also, there's some fog in the area this morning especially to the east and uh, southeast of Eau Claire. Maybe later on tonight, some rain that's over west of the Twin Cities might clip the extreme northern, northwest counties in Wisconsin. But otherwise, shouldn't be too bad a day. 60 degree, or 58 degrees right now on a Friday morning at Wax. 58 degrees again. A little fog in some areas this morning, so be aware of that. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some Friday updates. NBC News Radio, I'm Brad Siegel. The White House is calling on Congress to do its job and pass legislation to fund the government to avoid a shutdown. House Republicans failed multiple times this week to do their basic duty, keep the government running. Instead, they were pushed to the extremes with increasingly severe cuts to programs Americans rely on. Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre called on House Republicans to abide by the bipartisan funding agreement negotiated by Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Biden. Congress needs to pass a funding bill to avoid a shutdown one week from today. The United Auto Workers are expanding their strike. Michael Kastner has more. This comes after UAW President Sean Fain announced earlier this week he would send more workers to the picket lines if substantial progress hasn't been made with the big three automakers on a new contract. Fain said the strike will now expand to 20 states after GM and Stellantis rejected their proposals. He added Ford has agreed to some of the proposals, but there's still some work to be done. Union workers say they want a 40 percent pay increase, cost of living adjustments and pensions for all workers. 
I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden, meanwhile, is joining the UAW picket line. He tweeted Friday he's heading to Michigan Tuesday to stand in solidarity with the workers. The U.S. may soon supply Ukraine with a small number of long-range missiles to help in its war with Russia. NBC News reports President Biden told Ukrainian President Zelensky he plans to provide the Army tactical missile system Ukraine has been asking for. It would give Kyiv the ability to strike targets from as far away as 180 miles. And the governor of Maryland has declared a state of emergency in preparation for the effect of Tropical Storm Ophelia, Wes Moore's executive order allows the state to coordinate and request emergency resources and enables state authorities to activate emergency preparedness plans. He urges people to stay off the roads during the storm. Brad Siegel, NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. little fog out there. Let's look at our 13 first alert weather. Brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Save up to $8,200 on select 2023 1500 crew cab longhorns at Chilson.com. And yeah, there is a little fog off mainly to the east and the south a little bit. I don't think it's real thick. But uh, again, if you run into it, be prepared. Today, partly cloudy, high about 77, down to 57 overnight. Now, tomorrow, in that uh, 13 first alert forecast, they're saying there's a little chance of rain, 81 the high. And then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 80s, partly cloudy. Wednesday, it cools off and going to be a little rainy, it looks like. High 69 on Wednesday with a chance of rain. Right now, there's fog around Wausau, 57. Fog over at Green Bay, there's a lot of fog. They, fog set in early last night for the Packers, the way they played last night, evidently. I didn't watch it, but I heard it. <laughs> it didn't sound good, so the fog is hanging over there. And uh, I did hear a comment from the coach, Matt LaFleur. He wasn't happy, so first time I've ever heard him get upset. But he, he was upset after that game. He didn't like the way his guys played. Madison, little fog. Sun Prairie, always in a fog. 53 degrees. Otherwise, as we said, it's a nice morning. 57 in Rice Lake, 54 in Medford, 57 in Marshfield. La Crosse at 59, 59 in Milwaukee. And it's a very pleasant 58 degrees right here. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's Friday morning. Rural Mutual bringing us our markets. Uh, how the trade go this week? In the cash livestock, choice-fed beef, stef- uh, beef steers traded mostly 176 to 187 with the mixed steers, 120 to 175. Choice-fed beef heifers traded 176 to a top of 184, mixed at 120 to 174. Choice-fed Holstein steers, mostly 157 to 166. Select and silage-fed in that range from 120 to 156. Cows, 80 to 109, topping at 136. Bulls, 110 to 139. Butcher hogs, 27 to 78. The sows, 23 to 31. Boars, 9 to 11. New crop market lambs, 150 to 210 this week. Feeder lambs, 50 to 205. And uh, taking a look at the livestock futures, up. Yesterday, as we come into Friday, October live cattle up a dollar sixty, closing at one eighty six fifty. December one ninety forty two, that was up two and a quarter. February live cattle one ninety four sixty two, up two twenty two. In April at one ninety seven forty two, up a dollar ninety five. Feeder cattle for October two fifty four seventy two, that was up two forty seven. November at two fifty seven sixty seven, up two eighty seven. January at two sixty oh five. That was up 265 in March, 263.12. That was up 252. Hogs were also higher. 
October contracts eighty three ninety five up a dollar eighty two. December hogs seventy five fifty two up two seventty five. The February contract finished at seventy eight sixty up two thirty two. And April at eighty three forty seven up a dollar seventy seven. Board of Trade yesterday corn was uh, up about uh, three cents. Four eighty eight at the close. The beans down twenty three at thirteen dollars. Wheat down nine. Harvest pressure and the USDA report coming out today and uh, wheat, poor exports. We're kind of an afterthought on the world market now. Then overnight, December corn was up a fraction, so it sits at 489 this morning. The oats up 5 to 6 at 449. December wheat up 4 at 583. November beans closed about uh, 1299, up 3 cents there, about 1303 this morning. Hanging around that $13 money. Soybean meal for December down 30 cents at 391.20. Dairy markets, cheese prices continue to take a hit. We heard earlier these plants, these new plants that uh, were built without any kind of markets, wanted to get this barrel cheese price down to about a buck fifty. They've accomplished it. Down a nickel yesterday to a dollar forty-seven. The blocks down three and a half at a dollar seventy-two. Butter down three, or butter was up another three and a half cents at three thirty-three and a half. As uh, we look at uh, what's going on in these dairy markets, September Class 3, 1838. Today will be the final trading day for the September contracts. October down 9 at 1671. November down a nickel at 1690. December down 8 at 1732. January down 9 at 1790. Thank goodness for the DMC, huh? 11 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, 58 degrees right now. 77, partly cloudy today. Hey, speaking of cheese, if you want some good cheese and other good dairy products, here's a pretty good place for you to go in central Wisconsin. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Twelve and a half minutes after 5 o'clock. And again, Farm First Dairy Cooperative will be with them at World Dairy Expo next week. Next Wednesday afternoon. So when you get there, look for the location of their booth in the catalog that you get. And come over and join us on Wednesday afternoon from about, oh, 1 to 3, 1 to 3.30, whatever the case may be. We'll be over there. So, again, come on over and join us. Lots of uh, good things at World Area Expo. And also, you heard about the special on that chocolate milk over at Weber's Farm Store this week. Oh, I had some of that good uh, Weber's Farm Store milk when we were over there at the... uh, Diocese of La Crosse, as we had our a celebration of agriculture, Rural Life Day. Well, having to do with milk, 7th District Congressman Tom Tiffany has been one of the leaders in the House in a bipartisan effort to keep chocolate and other flavored milk in our schools. That bill that was passed by a voice vote in the House earlier this week would make sure that no money from the Ag Appropriations Act would be used to fund a rule that would ban flavored milk in schools across the country. I don't know. Fund the government. Don't worry about the milk. Kids aren't going to get hurt by drinking milk. My goodness me. Do your job in Washington. Uh, we'll do ours here. I'm going to cool off every time I see those sites of things. And it's Dairy Expo Friday, I guess we could call it. We're going to hear from Lisa Benke. And Lisa, not only a former Allison Dairyland, but now she's kind of in charge. Well, not kind of. She's in charge of all the communications and promotions for 
World Dairy Expo. We'll hear her thoughts here in just a little while. But the world of dairy is already showing up in Madison for the start of the 56th World Dairy Expo at the Alliant Energy Center. Cattle came in already on Wednesday. Show officially starts on Sunday, but tomorrow young people from all over the country will kick off the show with the youth fitting and showmanship contests in the Coliseum. Actual breed shows, which include all seven of the world's major dairy breeds, will begin Sunday afternoon with the International Junior Holstein Show. Cattle shows will wrap up Friday afternoon about four with the naming of the Supreme Champion Dairy Cow of North America. The show will also include over 700 commercial exhibitors from all over the world, as well as about 1,400 dairy enthusiasts from over 85 countries. The theme of this year's Expo, Dynasty in Dairy. And uh, we're going to tell you here a little while about uh, a young man from our area who is going to be honored with a major award at World Dairy Expo this year. And uh, looking forward to seeing him. We visit with him every year down at World Dairy Expo. He's always, oh, I think this will be the last year. <laughs> but he's there every year. That's Tom Morris from over at Amory. We'll tell you more about Tom's award coming up. But, uh, again, World Dairy Expo. Yeah, the cattle are there. A lot of folks are setting up, getting ready. We'll hear where we're at coming up on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The countdown for the 56th World Dairy Expo is on, as there is only a few days until the global dairy industry meets once again in Madison. Do you have everything you need to have a memorable and enjoyable experience? I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Lisa Banke, communications manager for World Dairy Expo, says the first step is buying your digital admission passes for this year's event before arriving at the Align Energy Center. She explains more about the variety of competitions taking place and changes that you need to be aware of. Competition begins in earnest on Saturday. The first event to take place is the Youth Fitting Contest, and that will be followed by the Youth Showmanship Competition on Saturday. We'll wrap up those two events on Saturday. Then on Sunday, the judging competitions will take place on the Coliseum floor, and that would include the 4-H Intercollegiate and Post-Secondary Judging Contests. As soon as that has been completed, The competition on the colored shaving starts with the International Junior Holstein Show on Sunday afternoon. And from there on out, there is a dairy cattle show taking place in the Coliseum every day, Sunday afternoon through Friday evening at 4 p.m. when we begin the selection of America's Supreme Champion. How are numbers for those first um, competitions you mentioned looking? The numbers are tremendous. For the fitting competition, we have a men's and a women's competition, and there is an intermediate and senior division for each. And this year, the industry lost a dear friend. Michael Heath passed away earlier in the year, and his friends and family are are memorializing his passing with a special cash award to the overall fitter. Um, That isn't the reason why, I'm sure. There's just a tremendous interest in the contest this year, but maybe in honor of Michael, so many more youth are turning out to join in the fitting contest as well. It's not just the cash award, but I think the association with someone so near and dear to all in the, the dairy business. I could say the same thing about the showmanship competition. This year, the Ostrom family, in honor of Annette Ostrom, who passed away shortly after last year's show is offering cash awards to each of the junior, intermediate, and senior division winners, and there'll also be a cash award presented to the overall showman and reserve overall showman of the show, and both our overall fitter 
and our champion or supreme champion showman will be recognized during that supreme champion ceremony that I mentioned earlier. Not only can they be involved in the ring, but there's also events for students outside of the ring and a chance for them to really get connected to others in the dairy industry. You have that Career Connections. Take me through what that is. Career Connections is a wonderful opportunity for people that are looking to make a career change or enter the industry. We have so many exhibitors on grounds that are looking for new employees. We've got dairy managers who are looking for employees, and we've got a number of attendees looking for employment. So the Career Connections event takes place on Friday, and it really is a marvelous opportunity for those who have positions available to meet with people who are looking to be engaged in the industry in some way, shape, or form. If you go to WorldDairyExpo.com, there's actually a form to fill out to register to participate in the Career Connections, and you can see how many companies are offering positions, and they in turn can can meet with people on grounds to establish a relationship and just find out how neat the fit might be. Can you take me through how numbers are looking for this year compared to past, whether that's entries, vendors, kind of paint that picture of what we can expect? Well, World Dairy Expo has, like everyone else, you know, we were returning to life after COVID, so we had a diminished number of contest participants in recent years following COVID, and we had a diminished number of international guests and attendees, but in the meantime, the dairy cattle show numbers were just burgeoning. We're seeing all aspects of the show growing right now. We've got a great interest in the international attendees this year. A number of the sponsoring companies who put together delegations are telling us that they've seen unprecedented numbers coming to tour and participate in World Dairy Expo this year. We know that we've issued visas to many, many individuals across the world. Um, Not all of them are able to come, obviously, but over 5,000 letters of invitation were issued. And if a fraction of those folks make it to the grounds, then we expect to have a very large delegation of internationals this year as well. We know that we've got solid numbers for the Dairy Cattle Show again this year. Same thing with the trade show. We are going to be filling the trade center the exhibition hall, and we'll also have outdoor exhibits as well as those in the Coliseum. One thing that is different this year about the exhibit space, we will not have exhibits on the lower level of the Coliseum as we have had historically. Rather, this year it's going to be devoted to Expo's school tours. We have several thousand school children from the Madison and area school districts that come to tour at World Dairy Expo and learn more about the dairy industry. And then we've also dedicated a portion of that space to a family fun zone and having a space where the adults can sit back and watch the show on Expo TV on the big screens downstairs while the children color or play and burn off some energy is a great idea. So we're looking forward to welcoming people to a new space in the lower level of the Coliseum this year. How many volunteers does it take to make things run smoothly and where are you finding them? There are several hundred loyal volunteers who come to the show each and every year and most of them have done this year after year after year, and they know the job like the back of their hand, and it is like old home week, and and there are people you just expect to see doing certain functions at World Dairy Expo, but it's everything from greeting people and handing them an Expo Daily Edition newspaper upon arrival, to serving lunches to the other volunteers, and it's checking cattle in, it's stalling cattle, it's you name it, there are a 
literally hundreds of jobs at World Dairy Expo, and volunteers see that it happens. We also work very closely with the Badger Dairy Club members, and those kids come, and they're actually been very busy the last couple of weeks moving things from our warehouse to the Align Energy Center grounds, and they also, of course, man that wonderful grilled cheese stand at World Dairy Expo that's become synonymous with attending the show. You have to eat a grilled cheese sandwich before you leave. What important information do attendees need to know now before arriving? I think one of the biggest things that people should know about World Dairy Expo, and this is a change, it's a ticketed event now. In the past, people used to arrive on grounds and they'd purchase their ticket at the gate. We've moved to a digital system, and having everyone have their ticket prior to arrival and just scanning them on the way through the gates has really facilitated and helped move things along and get people into the show so they can start enjoying the show rather than waiting in traffic. But what that means is you need to plan ahead. You need to go to worlddairyexpo.com and purchase your ticket today. Tickets right now are $15 for a daily pass and $40 for a season pass for the entire time. And I would point out that tickets will be required on just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of the show. That's because on those dates, the trade show, the education seminars, and the dairy show are all going on. It's the full Monty. You get to see everything at World Dairy Expo. But people need to purchase their tickets now because those tickets will be, if you decide to purchase them on your way in the gate, it's um, going to be $25 for daily admission after October 3rd and $50 for a season pass. So again, if folks want to save some money, please purchase your tickets now at worlddairyexpo.com. I think it would be a good thing, too, as long as people are online buying tickets. If you haven't already done so, I would really advise that you download the free mobile event. That can be downloaded onto your smartphone from either the Apple Store or Google Play. I'm going to help you, A, store your tickets if that's what you wish to do. It also is a great place to, if you want to find someone on grounds, there's interactive maps that help you find your favorite booths or your favorite dairy cow on grounds. So it's a great tool tool for attending Expo. It helps you navigate the grounds. You can follow the custom schedule. There's a day-by-day schedule on it. There's real-time dairy cattle show results and the ability to participate in the ringside railbird judging. So I highly recommend the World Dairy Expo app if you haven't already downloaded onto your phone. So there you have it. Everything you need to know about World Dairy Expo. It starts this weekend. That's Lisa Benke who is in charge of communication. Does such a great job. She's always been one of the announcers from on high, you hear the voice, but if you don't know where she's at, you don't know where it's coming from. Lisa's been involved with Dairy Expo for a long, long time. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 minutes before 6 o'clock and just stepped outside to try and see the moon. Couldn't see the clouds. Kind of a, I don't know, not really raining or misty, but it just feels it's moist out there and again there's some fog in the area and we'll find out about that but let's find out about some of the news going on around here morgan mccarthy joins us from the newsroom morgan good morning what's happening morning we begin in the courts with a western wisconsin man a gavel drop and an acquittal a man found not guilty in the death of a seven-week-old child. A jury yesterday acquitted Paul Marshall on all charges. He was charged in February of last year with reckless homicide after police found a seven-week-old child badly bruised and not breathing. The baby died a few days later in the hospital. Doctors say the baby died from a brain bleed. Marshall's lawyers say he wasn't the only suspect in the case and that the baby's mother and babysitter were also alone with the baby not long before its death. Hudson police not saying if they expect to charge anyone else in the case. 
Well, the House and Senate are taking different approaches to funding the government past September as long as possible government shutdown approaches. Wisconsin Republican Congressman Tom Tiffany says three quarters of the budget is ready to go. I'm hoping that we do a continuing resolution for the balance for that 25% because we'll be most of the way. And then let's finish the rest of those appropriations bills. Well, we'll show you different sides so you can decide. Democratic Senator Tammy Baldwin says the Senate is working on a temporary solution. In the Senate right now, uh, we know we need more time to pass the government funding bills. So we are debating a continuing resolution that would get us till mid-November, I think, ample time to do the rest of our work. The current budget will run out Saturday. The government has begun notifying federal employees of a pending shutdown. The state of Wisconsin is asking hunters to test deer for CWD before eating them, with uh, the encouragement to be to either drop off deer heads at remote sites or have a butcher or taxidermist save parts of the deer to make an appointment with the DNR to have the deer tested. More information online, you can click that up right in the crosshairs at 715. Newsroom.com. If you're looking to unload an old couch or mattress, Eau Claire's bulk of pickup begins next week. City yesterday saying that folks in Eau Claire and Altoona can put some of those bigger items out on the curb during normal pickup times. If that's something you want to look a little bit closer at, maybe purge 715newsroom.com and maybe you spent some time on the couch watching the Packers last night, then oof, it's going to be a slow turnaround this morning. Of course, they didn't get it done against the Lions, but if you have some extra coffee in the uh, tumbler this morning, you're actually celebrating. It's National Coffee Day. Today is the win for coffee connoisseurs celebrating the anniversary of the first shipment of coffee from brazil to the u.s that happened in 1723 simple texting website says michigan drinks the most coffee utah drinks the least today there are deals to be had look for bogos and coupon codes because if one cup of joe is good two must be better i'm brie tennis nbc news radio or maybe a stick to the classics bob keeps it pretty basic with the milk and of course we can't have that unless we head back to the barn and do those chores with bob bolsold and your milk. Midwest Fire Report on Wax, 104.5. Thank you, Morgan, and you have a good weekend. I don't know how good a weekend we're going to have. Let's find out right now. 13 first alert weather. Brought to you by our friends at Pioneer. Mike Dandry is over there in the weather room. Good morning, Mike. Boy, somebody messed with this board this morning. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? <laughs> well, I don't know how I'm doing. That's the problem, but uh, we'll get through her. But anyway, look at it. Now, this chance of rain on saturday did i read that right yeah it's uh early in the morning okay. most of the stuff is through the overnight and like early to about the mid-morning hours so. all right and i just uh, was talking to bob gallagher on tv harvest moon but i went outside to look when it's too cloudy around here i couldn't find it you literally just missed it because oh, we have I? some showers and storms off towards the west all right but, uh, yeah, those are most likely going to impact mostly our western and northwestern counties. For those of us towards Eau Claire, likely staying dry. We'll have some intervals of clouds and sun throughout the day today with highs mostly in the mid to upper 70s. Now, tonight, again, mostly after midnight, that's when we'll have those chances for some showers and storms and our lows dipping to the mid-60s, so very mild to start off tomorrow. Otherwise, tomorrow afternoon, we'll start to see those showers and storms push out, seeing a mostly cloudy sky initially, and then a few more peaks of some sunshine with highs in the low 80s. This comes as a warm front moves through. Sunday will feature a lot more sunshine and highs in the mid-80s, so the first day of October, likely one of our warmer days in this stretch. Monday, more sunshine, highs around 80. Tuesday, around 80 as well with more sunshine. Wednesday, that's when we'll get another chance at some showers and storms with highs only reaching the upper 60s, and we continue to cool down towards the end of next week with another chance at some showers on Thursday and highs in the low 60s. But right now, temperature of 58 degrees and some clouds starting to roll in from the west. How thick is that fog, and where is it? 
It's mostly towards uh, Clark County, Jackson County okay. area, but we do have enough of a wind that it's not getting really thick right now. Oh, good. Uh, but if the winds died down, then I would imagine that we would likely see more of that fog develop here over the next hour or two. So who do your Pittsburgh Steelers play today? Houston. Well, or not this today. weekend, rather. They play Houston. Oh, that so, shouldn't be any problem. I was going to say, this is uh, it, it could be a trap game, but uh, we'll we'll kind of see. If they kind of dominate Houston, then I think that they'll have a good season. But if they barely squeak out a win, I'm, I'm still going to be nervous, even if they have a 3-1 and one record. Maybe the Packers can use that excuse. The game last night was a trap game. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just use that excuse. <laughs> they need excuses, that's for sure. Thanks, Mike. Have a good weekend. You too, Bob. There you go. Mike Dandrea with our 13 first alert weather on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we uh, have Brent Wink with us this morning. What was the uh, weather like driving in from uh, over in the west? You know, when I left, there was lightning. I could see lightning oh, really? in the west. And okay. I just pulled up the radar and it looks like coming through the Twin Cities. And so St. Croix County will be having some... Looks like some pretty good thunderstorms kind of all morning. So rains, the last rains we had slowed down the combines at all. Yeah, everything's choppers, came everything. to a complete stop yeah. for a week here. All so. right, so we'll more to uh, come. Yeah, more to come. That's for sure. Brent will be along here in a few more minutes with uh, what's going on in the world of crops on our program, covering the fields, covering the crops. Winfield United Division of Land Lakes. Well, we mentioned earlier, and uh, I know you know this guy. Because he's from western Wisconsin. We talked about it earlier. Every year at World Dairy Expo, they honor individuals who made a difference in the dairy industry during their careers. This year's industry person of the year is Tom Morris of Deronda Farms and the Cattle Connection of Amory. Yes, uh, unbelievable what he's brought to the industry through the years. Yeah, he's a fun Synonymous guy to... with like big auctions and great cattle and he, just all the things he's been associated yeah, with. Yeah, he really has. And he knows every every cattleman, I think, in the Absolutely. country and around the world, for that matter. Absolutely. I say, Tom, I'm going to take to a, yeah, very much well-deserved. I say to him, Tom, I'm taking a farm tour to Germany. You know anybody? Yeah, I got Hans, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go to a dairy farm, he knows them all over the country and all oh, over yes. the world. But uh, Tom will receive that award as the Industry Person of the Year. Tom has been a long-time Expo board member, currently serving as Expo's Dairy Cattle Exhibitor Committee Chairman. He's also run the World Showcase Holstein Sale, and I believe that'll be Thursday night this year. Let me, in fact, let me look at the uh, schedule. I've got it right in front of me here. Yes, on Thursday at six o'clock, the World Classic 2023 held on the tan bark there at the Coliseum, and uh, that's been quite a sale. Every year he's run this since 1989. Different theme every year, and uh, he's made it the highest grossing sale series in history. Grossing over $1 million 11 times and over $2 million on three other occasions. Wow. I have a household auction. I'm going to have him do it. Yes. <laughs> he knows how to get the dollars Absolutely. out Absolutely. He'll be receiving his award on Monday evening at the Honors Banquet. So, again, well-deserved, and we'll catch up. I'd love to talk to Tom. Tom, how are you doing? Ah, I'm doing pretty good, Bob. You know, his voice after all these years of, uh, oh, yeah. of auctioneering, auctioneering. And, uh, yelling at cows. But uh, very well-deserved, a good guy who just absolutely is devoted to this industry and the people in it, being recognized as Industry Person of the Year, Tom Morris over in Amory. 
Well, we have been talking about the, the calendar and uh, the World Dairy Expo. And again, if you've got uh, favorite breeds, I'm going to run through this real quick. So if you decide, what day do I want to get on there? Maybe the weather's going to play that part as far as making that decision for you. But on Sunday, 1230, International Junior Holstein Show, 7 o'clock, the World Airshire Event Sale. And then Monday, 7 o'clock in the morning, International Jersey Show, the Heifers. The uh, International Guernsey Show will start at 12 and 2 o'clock, the International Airshire Show, Heifers. Tuesday, 7.30, International Jersey Show, the Cows and the Groups. 9 o'clock, International Airshire Show, the Cows and the Groups. 3 o'clock, International Brown Swiss Show, the Heifers. And at 5.30 on Tuesday, the Top of the World Jersey Sale will be held. Wednesday, October 4th, 7 o'clock, the International Brown Swiss Show, the Cows and the Groups. 7 o'clock. In the morning, the International Milking Shorthorn Show on the other end of the Coliseum. 2 o'clock, the International Red and White Show, the Heifers. 3 o'clock, the World Premier Brown Swiss Sale in the Sale Pavilion. And on Thursday, October 5th, 7 o'clock in the morning, the International Red and White Show, that'll be cows and groups. 8 o'clock, International Milking Shorthorn Show, that'll be the cows and the groups. One thirty. International Holstein Show will start with the Heifers. And then, as we said, 6 o'clock on Thursday, the World Classic 2023 Holstein Sale. And then Friday, 7.30, the International Holstein Show will continue with the Cows and the Groups. 4 o'clock, the Parade of Champions and Selection of the Supreme Champions. And that'll be 4 o'clock on Friday because the show, you know, they decided, exhibitors and both commercial and cattle exhibitors, they decided that it would work a whole lot better for everybody. Let's wrap this thing up on Friday. So that's where we are as far as all the shows are concerned at World Dairy Expo. Now, other things going on uh, coming up on September 30th to get ready for the uh, WELCA down at the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Osseo on Saturday They'll from 10 to 1. They'll have their raffle, silent auction, and barbecue lunch from 10 to 1, a thrift sale from 9 until 2. Again, that's down there in Osseo. And again, uh, if you've got a century farm, how long has your farm been in your family? Uh, so my parents' farm is probably 1963. Okay. He didn't right. buy his dad's oh, farm. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Sold, so. All right, so they don't qual- you don't qualify yet. No. All no right, I hope but- I get to see it, but I don't know. <laughs> century and Sesquicentennial Farms will be recognized next year, August 6th, uh, at the State Fair. But again, get those applications in. Get them from the State Fair now, not the Department of Agriculture. It's the State Fair that runs this program. And again, they are due Friday, March 1st, 2024. Seems like a long way away, but they'll be, you get the end of February say, Ma, have you filled that form out? It's always Ma's problem to fill the form out, isn't it? Yes, they're the organized ones. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they, they do better with that than us. Absolutely. So again, think about that too. We're going to think about the markets. We'll get to those coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, next Wednesday, we will be with uh, the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin at their booth. So stop and see us at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison at World Dairy Expo. But right now, 
We've got to go to the market, see what happened yesterday over there, the Thursday sale at Altoona. Here's Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers, Neffers, $1.55 to $1.79. Choice dairy cross steers, Neffers, $1.53 to $1.77. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.58 to $1.66. Choice Holstein steers, $1.45 to $1.57. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.44 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 94 to $1.10. We had a top of $1.20. 60% of the cows sold from 66 to 93 About Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 65 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.20 to $1.49. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.19 and down. Cold bulls sold from $1 to $1.24. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $225 to $490 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $225 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $325 to $810 per head. Sows sold from 23 to 31 and boars sold from 9 to 11. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, October 6th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, here's a guy that was up last night howling at the moon, Jerry Fitzgerald from over at Stratford. You saw it last night, huh, that big pretty moon? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Yeah, I was up uh, late just for a minute. Uh, I don't know, it was around maybe midnight or so. And, uh, yeah, it was out big and beautiful, kind of, well, then kind of in the southern sky. But now she's kind of foggy over here. I don't know, it's uh, obviously very dark, too. So, uh, But anyway, for those folks that have, now that's, is that the harvest moon? or I'm not sure what it is. It's a, it's a pretty moon, that's all I know. But uh, it's nice if you get a chance to see it. Hey, wrap up the week for us. I know it was a pretty good one. Yeah, markets have been pretty good, and Bob will tell the folks about that. I thank you, and a good morning to everyone. Summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. On the cow market on the close yesterday, high-yielding fleshy Holstein cows were selling from 95 to $1.14. Earlier in the week, uh, a lot of the cows, high-yielding cows, from 115 to a top of 125 Most of the cows on the close yesterday selling between 75 and 95 Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 75 uh, on the organic market, that we sell those on Tuesdays, high-yielding organic cows on Tuesday were selling from 145 to 163. On the fed cattle trade this week, uh, choice grading uh, beef steers were mostly from 170 to 175. Choice grading Holstein steers uh, from 147 to 164. Select underfinished Holsteins 142 and below. On the bull market, uh, better quality bulls selling from a dollar 14 up to a top of a dollar 27. Lighter weight bulls dollar 10 and below. On the calf market, continue very good demand on the bull calves and the beef calves. Uh, good quality, 92, 130-pound Holstein bull calves this week. Uh, 200 to 400 on Monday's auction. A lot of them over 400, up to a top of 490. Heifer calves uh, selling mostly from 100 to 175. Extreme top, also on Monday's sale at 270. And your beef calves, very strong, 350 to 650. And a lot of fancy beef calves earlier in the week from 650 all the way up to $800. So calves... Pretty much uh, fully steady market all the way around. Uh, maybe a little bit weaker on the cull cows on yesterday's sale, but we'll see how next week uh, shapes up. And we'll be in October, so our next uh, sale obviously will be next Monday. Full marketing day on Monday. Our next hay auction next Tuesday. Our next dairy cattle auction also next Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. 
So again, folks, you got cattle to consign, let us know, and we'll put them on the list for you. 687-4101 is our phone number. And so, Bob, uh, well, uh, you're by solo, uh, and probably could get all the donuts by yourself this morning, and then other guy shows up, huh? <laughs> that's right. And he can eat some donuts, that's for sure. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. You guys have a nice weekend, and thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Looking at the uh, Board of Trade overnight, December corn up a fraction at 489. The oats up 5 to 6 at 449. December wheat up 4 at 583. November beans up three cents from yesterday's close of thirteen dollars. So beans are thirteen oh three. Meal down thirty cents a ton at three ninety one twenty. Some of the country elevators today at Northside Elevator Loyal corns four seventy beans twelve twenty Arcadia four eighty and twelve thirty wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville corn four twenty five beans at twelve thirty at Golden Plump on the DTN screen four seventy nine today for the corn at Baldwin and Mondovi corns four thirty four beans twelve thirteen Duran four twenty nine and twelve oh nine. Elmwood has four thirty nine the corn price today, beans at twelve thirteen. At Fall Creek, the corn's four twenty nine, beans at twelve oh nine, Osseo corn four forty four, beans twelve nineteen. Elk Mound four forty nine on the corn, twelve twenty nine on the beans, Sparta four forty one and twelve fifteen over at Ellsworth. The corn is down to four fourteen a bushel. The beans eleven ninety eight at the ethanol plants. Boyceville corn four thirty nine. Stanley four forty nine. New Richmond four forty four. Barrel cheese down another nickel, 147. Blocks down three and a half at 172. Butter up three and a half at 333 and a half. September class three at 1838. Unchanged. That'll come off the board after today's trading. October down nine at 1671. November down five at 1690. December down eight at 1732. And January down nine at 1790. Friday morning, and you've already heard him, but he's back with us. Brent Wink on our Covering the Crops program brought to you by Windfield United, a division of Land O'Lakes. And I don't imagine you got much windshield time in the combine, have you? No, they have been parked for a week. And uh, so I, I pulled it up. It is the harvest moon. It is the harvest moon. Not getting much harvest done, but it's uh, bigger <laughs> and brighter because it's closest to the planet or it gets closer. Yeah. It's, it's only 226,000 miles away right now. Really? And so it's just well, like right around we, the corner. That's why we've already been there. But yeah. I, I but, hate to pay for the gas to get there, 226,000, yeah. but the price of gas yeah. is not a, not a good deal. I wonder if they can burn unleaded in the uh, rocket ship. I'm not sure. Well, or electric. Uh, Maybe yeah, electric right. one yeah, will get you there. Oh, yeah, where do you recharge <laughs> going to the moon? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, a lot of batteries. All right. Well, let's talk about the, about the crops. Harvest is slowing down. Uh, what have you seen or yeah, talked to you guys about? Yeah, it's uh, you know kind of in a lull pattern. So it's it's but still kind of an opportunity to be out looking and seeing what's going on. So corn silage, you know, we had a really nice window to get a lot of the corn silage in the western side of the state done, and a lot of people wrapped up or right on the verge of getting wrapped up. So obviously. No work for them for probably this last week either. You know, got some good rain, two to three inches in a lot of areas, so certainly helps kind of replenish the soil. Isn't Boy, really we gonna, need that going into winter. Yeah, and it isn't going to obviously help the crops that are in the field, but uh, you know, you, tillage and all those things, you kind of want a little moisture in the soil so we're able to get that done. But uh, one of the things I am seeing is, you know, the 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 water spout got kind of shut off for a long time here these last 30 40 days and some of the drought stress corn you know this this crop has rapidly rapidly matured and we're starting to see some stock quality issues so i've been in a lot of fields this fall 
obviously there can be variety differences, but really where you had some stresses, I encourage people to get out there, uh, push test or pinch test. You, as you're walking down the rows, you kind of pull them toward each other or just push out a little or down on the bottom 12 inches of the stalks, kind of pinching those to see what you're finding. And I really think that we're, you know, it's nice to have corn field dry, but when it starts going down after a storm or something like that, that's no fun either. So uh, it's something I think we're going to have to be aware of and we're going to have to, um, you know, maybe get out and get after some of this. If we do have an extended period of not being able to get some beans done, I know I've got uh, several growers that switched over to corn and they start drying corn at 22, 23% moisture, which is unheard of for this time of year here in September. So it's kind of been a fast fall, but uh, as as you're out there looking, you might want to get out, especially on some of those fields, and just see what the health of those stalks are like. So, and, be, wow. and especially if we start to get some wind of any consequence, yeah, that gets really, really scary. So it's it's going to be nice, but you know the weather forecast for next week. You start looking at 80s on on uh, Sunday and Monday. I really expect we'll see soybean and Tuesday. Pick, Yep, soybean harvest should pick back up probably Sunday or Monday. We'll start seeing those uh, clouds of dust rolling. Yeah, it next doesn't take week. long. What kind of yields have you been hearing from beans? You know, it's been kind of all over the board where there's been a fair incidence of several people talking about white mold and some diseases there. That really hits the, hits the uh, yields. But I've heard of a lot of mid-50s to 60s on total farm averages. So pretty impressive for the lack of moisture that we had. So think it's going to be a good year, not a great year, but it's fun to hear. And uh, that's pretty good because white mold has been more widespread than I think we thought a month ago or a month and a half ago we were going to get. Yeah, it certainly has been kind of absent the last couple of years, and and uh, the lack of rainfall, that usually you know isn't the case to have a lot of white mold, but it's not going to be one of the worst years, but definitely had a uh, conversation with many farmers that didn't really think it was as much of an issue and then they got out rolling in the fields and we're finding a little bit more of it and they'll just see the yield monitor drop 20 or 30 bushel coming through those areas got so. some winter homework to do checking out yeah. some uh, resistant varieties yeah for next absolutely year. absolutely all right and how many dealers or how many farmers have you talked to and told them to enter the yield contest the soybean. Boy, I'm not doing my part. Oh, I got to look there. that you up when start. I get back yes. out to my truck this morning. To <laughs> our area, so we can have some representation. Absolutely, Sean Conley wants yes. to give away money. He does, and a pretty good chunk of money down there. So again, all right. Well, hopefully, we'll be in the combine again by next week. You bet. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. All right, Brent Wake with us again as he is every Friday morning during the planting, growing, and harvesting season. Covering the crops, Winfield United, a division of Land O'Lakes. Hey, pretty nice day today. It's 58 right now, partly cloudy, maybe a little. Where did you say that rain was on your radar that you had pulled up earlier? It's coming through the Twin Cities, so certainly it looks like Pierce County, St. Croix County, Polk County. It's going to be going seeing rain from about 7 until 11 a.m. this morning. All right, so be prepared for that. Not raining out our back door, 58 degrees, a little fog too, so be careful of that. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.